Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is Dream Theme Thursday. We are on February 6th already. Tomorrow we will have completed a week, and a week from tomorrow is Valentine's Day. So if you can imagine all these holidays that are going to fall on Fridays this year, perfect year for these holidays because then we start off the weekend with a really enjoyable Friday, a special reason. But today we have three dreams, and i got to get started because they are two of them are pretty long. But let me start with the first one. And I think this one, there is, not saying it's anonymous, although normally they are, so I'm going to read it anonymously, but it says, in my dream, I was at an event. I was either a student or I was in some sort of play. I had to keep changing into a uniform, almost like I needed a uniform to attend Catholic school, but it wasn't that kind of uniform. There seemed to be two different events going on, and I kept running back and forth, and I somehow was missing pieces of the uniform of what I was supposed to wear. Then, all of a sudden, there was a meal being cooked, and I was going to eat the meal around many, many people. In this meal that Martha Stewart was preparing, different versions of rat. Ew. Ew. As soon as I discovered that she was cooking rat, I did not want to eat the meal. Then she sort of knew that I didn't want to eat the rat meal, and then she began to make the rat look appetizing. But the rat looked just like a sleeping rat. At the same time, all knew the rat was cooked to perfection because Martha Stewart did it. She had all these different dishes, and one was a spaghetti dish with the rat on top, and I was doing my best to not look at the rat. Then she begins to talk to me, and it feels like she is speaking to her audience. Then she begins to say how this is being made just for me, that it will be very savory. Then she cuts off the head, and then she cuts off the tail, and that Now it will not look like the rat as I consume it. She begins to serve the rat to me and places it on a plate, and then I walked away. Then I was trying to find another outfit that I was supposed to wear. It seemed like a big mess of so many people and so much stuff happening that it felt kind of odd. That's all I remember. Love you, Nadia, and thank you for interpreting my dream. So, What is this crazy dream? Who would dream about eating the rat? And this has to do, believe it or not, where nothing is as it seems, understanding that your voice is all you can control. That whatever's going on in the world, even if it's being fed to you like a poison, like a rat, a rodent, 
and people may try to make that look right or look okay. And you're saying, I'm not having any of it. It's like you're part of this world, and you want to be part of the world. You want to put the uniform on. You want to do what you're supposed to do and what you're supposed to wear. But now they're telling us that rats are good. And you're like, I always have known rats are bad. It had to be so extreme as a rat in your dream. Because nobody in the right mind would eat a rat. No matter what they do to it, no matter who cooks it, no matter why they cook it, no matter what their title is, a rat is a rat is a rat is a rat. Which means it's a rodent. And it could spread disease. And you know that. Even if they made it not look like a rat, it was still a rat. And the big mess that you're seeing is that the people are eating the rat and trying to make you feel like, why aren't you? And look, I'll even take it a step further and make it even look better for you to eat this rat. But you won't because you know who you are. Even in your dream. You want to be a member of the world. But you don't want to be a member of the world that's doing something that isn't right. So this dream, if you were to take a one sentence out of it, it's that you really are solid with who you are. You're a good person. You like to please, but not at the sacrifice of yourself. You have a good heart, but you won't go so far as to hurt yourself to please others. And you also understand the metaphor of it. That whether it is a realm at home, at work, our world, our political world, our personal lives, it doesn't change a truth or a non-truth, rather, into a truth. And your way of assimilating everything you see and you go, you know where you draw the line. And you should take a lot of safety in that because that means you have a very good radar. And it also means that you have a good heart towards yourself. And that translates into having a good heart towards others. And these are things that family and kids know about each, about their parents, about each other. They know these things. They're never really verbalized because it's not like someone walks around all day going, you have a good heart, you have a good heart. But how it shows up in your life is that people trust you. You mean what you say and you say what you mean. And it's not like you do it because you have to. You do it because that's who you are. 
Because if you did it because you had to, you would have eaten the rat. But who you are is somebody who just won't eat a rat. And I don't know many people who would. But in your dream, you had to see what you were being sold in our world. And the ramifications of what we have been sold or what they're trying to cram down our throats as to what to believe and what's right and what's wrong. And you didn't really see that. You didn't really hear that. That didn't really happen. And we all saw it happen. So they're trying to, through repetition, turn a lie into a truth. And there's huge consequences for that. It may not happen in the moment. It may look like the liar's winning, the lies are winning. But that's why I put up that post. But did they really? Did it really? Does it really? No matter where it is. And so time answers every question, not people. Think about that one. And if you can write that down somewhere in your world, time answers every question, not people. Because once we tell a lie, we're on to the next thing, right? We're just on to the next thing. We wouldn't even remember the lie. But the person who heard the lie, who was saying, that was a lie, wasn't even a good one. And how in God's name do you walk around and not acknowledge lying? And your way of interpreting that is, and how in God's name are you going to turn a rat into a meal? We don't eat rats. So the logic that you have, the logic that you feel is all coming out in this dream. And this is your way of interpreting what's going on in your world, in the world. No matter how good the cook is, no matter how savory the meal is, no matter how tempting what you're being sold is, you're saying, but it's a wrap. So you can cut off the head, you can cut off the feet, you can cut off the tail, you can make it look like it's just a piece of meat, but it's still a rat. I can't eat that. So just know this is a very grounding dream to let you know that you have come to a point in your own life where you can see what's in front of you. And no one can tell you different, not because you're stubborn, But when you're a person who tells the truth, you live based on truth and on that truth. So I hope, I hope that did. You said you couldn't figure that one out. I hope you figured that one out. And I've got two more dreams for today. So this one is from Maria Dulce. And she says, good morning, Nadia. Please, if there is time, I had a dream last night. I was, we were invited into your home as an observer, question mark. But I wasn't alone. Two or three people were there behind me. They stayed in the background all throughout the dream. You, Nadia, were wearing an elegant suit, skirt, and blazer, board GX color. 
your hair tidy up in a ponytail. You walked in a house that brought back memories to you. You fought back some tears, looked up trying to control them. It was a house where you used to live and didn't have much furniture. You put your briefcase handbag into a wardrobe resembling what you used to do back in those days, question mark. Then opened another wardrobe. It was like another mini room. All of a sudden, you were inside on the top shelf. There was plenty room for you. You opened a small treasure chest and took something from inside. Then you prepared a delicious rice with few vegetables and put the plate on the table and left for a moment. Then two men appeared sitting on the table as well. They looked very happy and excited. Their plates had more vegetables than rice. Your plate had more rice than vegetables. I understood that you do this all the time, sharing. I helped by taking the plates and sharing the rice and the vegetables in three equal parts. Then you sat on the table. Everyone started to eat. I remember saying that, Nadia, you cooked an amazing rice. Everyone was happy. End of dream. Thank you always. That's interesting that it was about me and your dream. And it's it's something that you are seeing in yourself. Because I am just a reflection. One thing that has happened to me, and I, I don't even know if I talk about it too much. And I, I think I forget about it. But... I reflect to people. So whatever they are, whoever they are, whoever they have been, they believe I am, even though I may not be. Because I'm just, for whatever reason, and I think it's the energy of Christ, I become a mirror. Some people don't have mirrors. You talk to them, you see them, you walk away, and you're fine no different transaction or interaction that happens. But when when people look at me, and I even had a woman, she was the friend of someone, one of the very first people who, like, bought 200 of my book and, and gave it to people. I mean, literally had them in his trunk, and he would give them away because after he read the book, his life figured itself out for him. He started to see why. He was in his late 70s at the time. He's now passed. I was with him the night before. And um, just a beautiful man. But I learned something from him because I got to see his reflection bouncing off of me. But that's how I feel when I meet people because I see them see themselves through me, and then all of a sudden, everyone wants to explain why their life is their life, because there's a second prong to being a mirror, is that I see everybody's higher self, so when they come at me swinging, I used to feel shocked. Because all I'm seeing is this higher self, this part of them that understands them, but they may not have gotten there yet. And they're still fighting themselves in one way or another, and that gets put on me. 
An example of that would be a woman. She was older. She's also an outcast, but she was in her 60s, and she's a therapist, was a therapist. And she went to one of my friends and told them, Nadia has a grandiose um, something disorder that I thought I was greater than everyone, so I tell everyone I've seen Christ. And that it's because I was molested as a child, like she was. And she went into what age I was molested at. I mean, she totally psychoanalyzed me. So what do you think I thought when I heard that? The first thing I thought was, oh, my God, she was molested. And she has a grandiose thought of herself. Because I didn't make up Christ. I couldn't make up all this writing and all of that. There's no way. And I was not molested as a child. I mean, I would know. If anyone knew, I would know. But she actually was. So she was like a clear mirror for me. And and then I understood why she said what she said. I understood why she went into the profession she did. I understood all of that. But those were hard lessons because at the time I could not understand, and I know it sounds funny to say this, but how no one could get, or many people yet, could get excited about not the fact that I saw Christ or see him, but what he's saying. What he says, if you lived on one thing, could change your life. So going back to Maria's dream, now that you have that, you weren't an observer. You are starting to just know that you yourself are kind, that you yourself would give somebody more vegetables, that you yourself are ready for an elegant suit and understanding your memories and walking into the old spots of your life and rewriting them, repaving them with love. No matter what room you walked in, you were ready to face what was there. So the treasure chest, you opened a small treasure chest and took a look and took something from inside. You took yourself back. You have reclaimed who you are. And you had to go back to find her, back to that childhood, back to those first homes we were raised in. But when you go back to your old first homes, they look smaller. You're like, wow, I didn't think the house was this small when I lived in it. It felt huge. Even if you go on a trip and you come home, you feel like your house looks smaller. It's the weirdest thing. I, I still can't explain that one. But what we do see is how much we have grown, how much bigger 
we have become to ourselves. Because now we've had years to learn us. And the sharing thing. So all the things that you started to see as you started to listen, and I have to say to the words of Christ, because, you know, Christ is teaching me with you. It's a side-by-side thing. And when we talk every morning, we're all getting that dose. Like I had to write down what he said. Time answers every question, not people. Can you imagine, which maybe I should do, and you guys can write me on the radio page and tell me what you think. But by saying something like that, could you imagine me putting that in quotes and just putting Christ? Because that's really who said it. I heard that for the first time this morning, and I wrote it down because I didn't want to forget it, because we say so much in a show. But this dream is telling you that, wow, I feel good enough to feel good. And that's the takes a lifetime to get to sometimes. I feel good enough to feel good. Because sometimes we do feel good. Sometimes we hit a place where we're happy. And then we, we wait. We hold our breath and we wait for the other shoe to drop. But your dream is saying, I feel good enough to feel good. I can accept my happiness. also a hard thing to do because we have been taught that when we're happy, wait till the other shoe drops. Oh, don't act so happy now. You still have that problem. And we just, you know, put ourselves down in such an awful way that we don't even feel like it's worth getting up again. Because what difference is it going to make? Something else is going to show up at our door. But that's not true. That is not true. When you feel good about who you are, your presence, your existence, your way of interacting, and you just know you can trust yourself, just like the first dream. Hey, I know who I am. And this is another version of knowing who you are. And when you know that, no matter what challenge comes to you, you also know that you can take it on. And you do. And it's not such a big, the whole world descended, even though two years ago or a year ago, it might have felt like that. But now it doesn't. Because the more you know about yourself, the more access you have to tools that you didn't have before to deal with it. Again, going back to what Maya Angelou said. When you know better, do better. And after years of listening, because I can't believe in March, March 10th, almost a month from now, 
We will have been at this show for 10, or I'm sorry, for six years. That's six years. And Francis, if anyone, Francis Robinson, who's constantly cataloging our shows, unbelievable. But we have this entire body of work. Because it is the growing tree. From our inside, building a bridge to the outside world that we live in. And it's funny how the lessons we have learned are timeless and only get better, deeper, and richer. Just like Christ said in Origins of Truth, we will learn the same things over and over again, but we will learn them in greater depth. Both of the dreams today are saying, hey, this is getting inside. If I'm dreaming about this, this is getting inside of me. When I have reoccurring dreams, the same dream over and over again, same kinds of dreams, I am connecting to my ongoing love for life. For life. There's a lot to be said for being able to have a dream that starts well and ends well. There's a lot to be said for that because that's telling your mind that things don't have to be bad to feel good. They can start out good and get better. And in the first one, the first dream, You start out a student as a child who would normally conform. But even as a child in the dream, the child knew better. There wasn't anything anyone can do to change the truth to this child. That's how deep the sense of right and wrong is in this human being. So amazing dreams, you guys. Thank you for sending those in. I have one more dream to go, and I think we have just a couple minutes to tackle it. Hi, Nadia Hug. This is from Chris Kipwoods in Ireland. I had a dream that I was hiding behind a house, and a man walked up to me and held up a wanted poster of two men's faces that looked like cowboys. Then a band pulled up, and I said that the men you're looking for in the van. Then the man punched me in my left ear and I punched him back and found myself in a big saloon cowboy bar fight. These imaginary scenarios, it's almost like somebody is an actor and and things have to be big and everything is an outlet for feelings of aggression that aren't felt during the day. So in the dreams, you're always having... You know, and I like the involvement of Chris's dreams, always having fights with people, angry fights with people. So whatever you hold in during the day, you're you're releasing it at night. You're you're getting rid of it. It's like taking out the trash. Oh, I held that feeling in today. Oh, I didn't like that today. Oh, and instead of you taking it out on people during the day, Your dreams allow you to release it rather than to hold on to it. 
Because if that weren't the case, you'd be doing those things during the day. Maybe not with cowboys, maybe not with wanted posters, but everything is so dramatic. You know, either you're an actor in a play or you're, you're Batman or you're something, you know, you're identifying with superheroes and you're seeing yourself with superheroes because in your heart, you want to be the person who fights the things that take away from us instead of being the person who is the person taking away from yourself. It's like you're always fighting, physically fighting, because sometimes men, instead of thinking, I'll just say no and walk away, they need to physically release and physically let it all out. So it's, it's in a brawl, like what somebody would go through in their head, you're going through in real life. And that even if somebody hits you, punches you, you still have the strength to punch back. So no matter what comes knocking at your door, on your door, you know that you can handle yourself. And being able to handle yourself is probably one of your biggest lessons in life. Normally, it would be like everything's bigger than me. Everything that's happened to me, now you realize you're part of happening back. You can say, hey, voice in my head that tells me I'm not worth anything. I am. Because look, I'm fighting back. I am fighting you. And you fight. And on that note, that's a good note to end on, fighting for yourself by facing the thoughts that want to take away from us. You guys have a great Thursday. Tomorrow is Questions Friday. I will see you then. I love you guys. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. Dot com.